Welcome to Fright Night. She just goes a little mad sometimes. Wolfman's got Mars. They're coming to get you, Barbara. Whatever you do, don't fall asleep. We have such sights to show you. Hey everybody! What's up? <laughs> and welcome back to another episode with the Jersey Ghouls. And tonight we're getting spooky because we are talking about, <laughs> and I'm scaring myself just thinking about it, the Paranormal Activity original trilogy. The O the OT, yeah. as they call it. <laughs> In the hood. hood. Yeah, so we're talking about Paranormal Activity 1, 2, and 3, which tells the story of Katie and Christy. But not Micah. That guy's a dick. He is a dick, yeah. but well, I'll get into that. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get there. We'll so, get his. So, uh, yeah, so we'll start in order with uh, 2009's breakaway hit, Paranormal Activity. Uh, not unlike what the Blair Witch Project did. A found footage movie made mm-hmm. for very little money hits the scene and blows the fuck up. Yeah, can I say something? I watch these movies in backwards order. Just because chronologically in the movies and the timeline, they line up that way much yeah. better. Even though the second one and the first one are a little bit intertwined, it's not until the very end of the second movie. But it's but there's also strange things like there's things in the third movie or no, there's 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 one scene where they're going around the basement. Oh, it's at the very beginning of the third movie. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, the, the videotapes are gone. And it's from the same scene that's in the second movie at the very beginning mm-hmm. when their house gets broken into. Yes. They don't say anything about no damn videotapes. You're right. I had that same thought. I was, I was like, like, this is minute. dumb. This is dumb. Why'd they cut that out? Yeah, I agree. And I was about to be like, plot <laughs> hole, plot hole, plot hole. But I it was like, no, Grandma took the tapes. Yeah, I wrote that too. I was like, the only VHS tapes were stolen in part two? Like, I was like, I must have missed that. Like, I just assumed I missed it. Yeah, they didn't talk about that. They didn't exist no, as and- far as that movie was concerned. <sighs> we'll get into it once we get to the third one. Let's just talk about the first movie mm-hmm. for now. But I just, I don't know. There's that, where's that disconnect thing? Is it when, like, you're watching something you're like, this doesn't make sense. Suspension of disbelief. Yeah, my suspension of disbelief for the falls, third one falls off on the third mm-hmm. one. That's fair. I Just feel because like. of like the, I mean, how hard it was to get a the, a, a camcorder going in the first place. They constantly have they're running for their lives, and it's like, oh, I gotta keep this gigantic camcorder on my shoulder. <laughs> yeah, my dad couldn't even walk through Disney World and keep that shit yeah. straight. So re- yeah, agree. Yeah, so, anyways, <laughs> let's Paranormal Activity one. Yeah. So. Uh, this, this to me was actually a really interesting movie because it marked my departure from horror from about 2009 till about 2010, 2011, right before we reconnected. So probably more like 2012. Mm -hmm. Um, I stopped watching horror movies because of Paranormal Activity 1. Uh, I had a newborn baby. I was sleep deprived. I was probably postpartum. I was all over the place. (laughs) And, uh... (laughs) We watched this movie, and because I was like, oh, I want to watch a horror movie, I still have a life, come at me, bro, kids haven't changed me. Mm-hmm. And I watched this, and I was, Matt fell asleep, because we never slept, because our kid was, had, like, you know, was, like, colicky, and I was so paralyzed with fear that I, like, couldn't move. And I literally remember just standing there like this, like, just wide-eyed and terrified until Kenzie cried in the middle of the night to get fat. And I literally was like, that's it. I can't handle horror anymore. Mm -hmm. And it, it, like, this scared me so bad that it ruined me for horror for a couple of years. (laughs) And I know that it, it was, it had a lot to do with just, like, my mental state and, like, tethering with... Like, toying with what it meant to be a mom and a horror fan, and I'm mm-hmm. so glad I found my way back. Sold off my entire horror collection for, like, $5. It was probably worth, like, $10,000. Yeah. <laughs> and literally denied horror in my life <laughs> for, like, a five- or six-year chunk of time. Wow. And I blame Paranormal Activity because it screwed me. <laughs> oh, man. The way, these, the way these movies work, like, they ramp up to, like, such a crescendo in every single one of these, like... At the very beginning, like, it's so boring, and it's dumb, and I don't want to watch someone's stupid home movies, but then, like, one spooky thing happens, and, and you think that's, like, enough to get you started to get spooked, but it, not really. But, like, once you hit the halfway point, it, it always ends at this, like, point where it's, like, everything is just bonkers crazy, when, like, the beginning of the movie, it's like, oh, that chair moved slightly to the right. 
It's like, I don't care. Like, that's not, <laughs> you know? Like, most horror movies, they they kind of intersperse, like, extreme, like, scariness every once in a while and then bring you all the way back down. The way these ones work is it's, like, normal. Something kind of weird happens the first night. Normal. Something a little bit more uh, complicated happens the second night. And it continues to get more and more crazy until, like, people are getting possessed and, like, just standing and, like, murdering people and stuff and just staring, at, staring out into space for, like, hours at a time. Mm-hmm. I also think that um, it's effective because, I don't know about you guys, but, like, I, like, scan, I, like, play Where's Waldo in every scene. I am, like, aggressively trying to find the thing that's happening. Well, actually, that's that's a note that I have... For part three, and I'll, I'll just jump to it now because you're saying it, but yeah. the note that I have in part three is, at this point, we know the deal with these movies, we know how they work, and with every like nighttime scene, mm-hmm. I find myself scanning every inch of the screen to look for that curtain that moves, the door or the opening. door that opens slightly mm-hmm. ajar, or something. That's like exhausting. And, it re- and it's actually to the point where uh, Chad was watching some of part three with me last night, and he like he actually said that to a point of why he doesn't like these kind of movies, because he's like, I just want to be able to sit back, like I want to be able to blink mm-hmm. and not miss something, and with, with these movies... Like if you, I I there were so many times where I looked down to write a note and then had to go back and rewind because something has happened. Mm. I think it also kind of trains you to do that in real life, and I think that's why these movies have a lasting effect. Is because you're watching those nighttime scenes and the night vision, looking for that one thing to happen, and always something happens, oh always God. something. And if you watch a bunch of these. Then when you're in a dark room and it's a little bit spooky like it is in one of these nighttime scenes, you start doing it. Mm-hmm. You start freaking yourself out. Yeah. I I personally, like, and again, I go back and forth. I, I can say, without a doubt, I, I'm, I'm the type of person, I love found footage movies. Mm-hmm. Blair Witch Project is amazing. Um, what is it? Uh, what's Rack it called? Is good. Yeah, that Paranormal Encounters. I know, Grave Encounters. Grave Encounters. I love Grave Encounters. I love Grave Encounters. It's no, it's, so good. It's goofy as hell, but it's super it. fun because they do so many fun little, like, tricks with the editing and stuff to yeah. kind of, like, change, like, to make the make this space, like, an impossible space. Oh, like, yeah. the ghosts are, like, warping reality around you by, like, changing, it's like, cool. where doors lead and stuff like that. But it also has the the long, long scenes where it's just, like, you know, like, waiting you don't know what's... Something. Yeah, waiting for something to happen. So, so with this movie... It, the things that I like particularly about Paranormal Activity, one, is I like that the story, we get to jump into the story in the middle. Because the reason and that... And Res? Yes. <laughs> the reason that Mika buys the camera... It's because he's a douche. Is oh. because he's a douche. Yeah. And, but like, some shit has been happening. Mm-hmm. So his, his solution, or not solution, but we catch stuff on film, like we'll figure it out. Mm-hmm. So I like that we kind of jump in at the middle of their story. Uh, I guess kind of, not to disagree with you, but just the other side. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't mind like that it's just everyday life. Because I think that it's, it just seems more real to me. Like, to me, it brings out a more realistic I guess, like, realistic, like, this could happen. Because this yeah. is just normal life mm-hmm. with a normal couple, mm-hmm. and they're eating breakfast. And a plausible and... reason why they're recording them. You know, yeah. you know how these movies can be more effective? Don't have them in California mansions. <laughs> because nobody lives in a California mansion <laughs> in grad that goes to see paranormal activity <laughs> movies. Yeah, they're in grad school, yeah. and they're living in mansions. I was all salty. Yeah. I was like, I'm just, I couldn't afford this. My crappy house when it, I was a grown it makes, it makes sense within the context of the story, though. Right, so at least they rich. figure yeah. it out. Yeah, yeah, because they're rich because they well, sold their soul yeah, to Toby. Somebody, yeah, somebody. Right. So, Great grandma did it, and now their family's got a bunch of yeah. money. And another, another point where it's like, I like it, but I don't, but I do, is in a lot of the nighttime scenes, it takes forever for something to happen. Mm-hmm. Like, you've got the camera yeah, going for a while. Up, yeah. But I will say that, and even for the, I own this movie on Blu-ray. I've seen it a bunch of times. Even watching it the other night, like I, I felt, I felt that uh, what, what's the tension. word? I'm looking for? Tension. Yeah. Starting to build because I'm like, I know we're gonna hear a bang, or mm-hmm. I know that door's gonna slam, and it's like nothing, nothing, and they draw it out 
just a little too long where like the tension's like can you just happen already so mm-hmm. i can have that jump scare yeah, yes it's and like they, you start they to let your guard down a yeah mm-hmm. and i i can't tell if like i think this is a uh, an elevated way to do a jump scare or just a like fucked up cheat way to do a jump scare it's, <laughs> it's a jump scare factory these movies there's no there's no good plot no, nothing good happens as far as like the characters and, and their motivations tethering. and stuff it always kind of yeah. happens the same way but can I say something I watched Paranormal Activity with riff tracks on and that ending scene still scared the <laughs> shit out of me true story and with, with people making fun of it the whole time and it still true wasn't story. enough to cut the tension I that's think, bonkers yeah and I think Katie is the one character that I am emotionally tethered to throughout the entire series so it's like I get really upset when that happens and okay just I'm just gonna get it out the two people who I would like to cordially go fuck themselves and like to go fuck themselves from uh, Paranormal Activity Road are the fucking psychic who's like oh I can't help you good luck bitch deuces like fuck you man like and then the other guy's out of town and he's like you'll be fine I, I don't do this really because a demonologist isn't just easy to come by so you're my fucking man like I'd be like you're not fucking going anywhere because I will follow you and I will bring Toby with me it's like am I just gonna look in the yellow pages for another one what are you talking about (laughs) exactly like be fucking can you fucking help me out here Google Um, and my other fuck you goes to the worst boyfriend and fiance husband in the world Mika because literally everything they tell him not to do that motherfucker does when he fucking busts out the Ouija board I'm like motherfucker you deserve to die like yeah. like fuck him and fuck listen. his cavalier listen. I don't believe you no, attitude no 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 listen yeah, Micah, yeah, 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 yeah. no <laughs> Micah knows what's up Ouija boards are garbage Micah? I thought Mika Mika <laughs> it's M-I-C-A-H I can say it however I like Ouija boards are dumb and they're not spooky. And I would also make fun of my girlfriend if she was like trying to do serious things with a Ouija board. I would she be like, you she just told him not to fucking do it. I would I would have done it just to mess you're, with her. Because you're an asshole. I know. What's well, a Ouija board? It would have been funny for me. Uh, you can take the, do me a favor. Take the Ouija board that's in my basement that I'm afraid to do anything with and take it with you. It's, Sell it in the store. Because I just want to get rid of it. I'm scared. You can't get rid of it. It's attached to your soul. Don't say that. Because you know I believe that. Like, it's you, not attached to the Ouija oh board, Oh, God. It's, it's your like soul. It. They're, It'll they're... follow you wherever you go. <laughs> See? You can go to a motel. Dude. You can go to grandma's house. It doesn't matter. It's coming for you. See, you suck. And I, I gotta admit, I'm terrified of demons. Like I, I, I know I'm arguably the most religious of the three of us, but I really don't. I can't, in good conscience, be like demons don't exist. So it scares me to think that in any moment in time you could accidentally be hanging out with a demon. Like, like now? Tater Goblin, no! This movie is effective, I think, in the same way that the Blair Witch Project is effective of mm-hmm. we have an unseen evil. The fact that we never see Toby. Well, actually, we didn't know it was Toby in this movie. The fact that we never see this demon mm-hmm. is ridiculous. Um... This is the type of stuff that legit scares me. Hearing the footsteps, like especially when they're really fast paced coming mm-hmm. up the steps. Uh, the door slamming, that really didn't do anything. When her hair gets pulled a little, I didn't do anything. When he puts down the powder and the powder footsteps appear and then they go out and then they look in the hall and there's like little like the dinosaur, wolf, yeah. little velociraptor prince in, <laughs> in yeah, the powder. Like so yeah, he, he, there's a oh, velociraptor. Velociraptor demon. Um, Aww, blue. Yeah. But it, no, but like that's the stuff that like it really, it makes me feel, and like I said, waiting for something to happen, it really makes me feel uneasy. Like that's the stuff that scares me. Hmm. Um, and I'd be remiss if I didn't tell the story. The first, I didn't get to see this in theaters. The first time I saw this movie, it was, uh, it was after it came out on Blu-ray. And I was up uh, in Pottstown with Jenny and Lou. So Jenny, who is a saint. I was going to say, Jenny saw this movie? Oh, she saw this movie. (laughs) She sat in between Lou and I and had one hand on Lou and one hand on me. And we both had bruises. Um, (laughs) But she did. She watched this movie. So it must have been the middle of spring because we had windows open. So it's nighttime. All the lights are out. We're watching the movie. And it happened to be like a lull in the action of the movie. And then upstairs, because the windows are open, their door slams. Oh, there's my pants. I I got up and I was like, fuck! 
fuck your house. <laughs> I'm like, I'm out. I'm done. In I'm your out. Car, <laughs> oh my god, like for the most ill timed gust of wind oh to god. slam her bedroom I door while we're watching so this movie. Now, oh and a puddle was under me. I was done. But no, we did. We made it through the movie, and I had fingerprint bruises all over my arm <laughs> because she had the kung fu grip going on both me and Lou. It was uh, hysterical. So she was funny. a trooper, but yeah, the fact that that door slammed, yeah, the, the fuck your house story, still, like, we tell it, like, every <laughs> holiday party. Like, we love it. But that was not, that. <laughs> it, it set me on a little bit edge. I, I think, think, I think oh, this might be scarier watching it at home. Oh, totally. Because I saw it in the movie theaters. I don't remember it making that much of an impression on me, except for the very end. Oh, the end is so jarring. Yeah. So now, which ending did you watch? So I I saw the theatrical ending first. Okay. Um. So the theatrical ending is Katie kills Mika, and then she just kind of looks into the camera mm-hmm. and disappears. Yes. There's another ending where she slits her own throat. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and then there's another, the original, original ending, which didn't test well. Is that she's sitting in the room rocking all night? And it oh, like for like days, for like for days, days, yeah. And then the police come and they fucking shoot her. Yep. Yeah. yeah. And not and obviously, I think really it just lent itself to a sequel to do the way they did. Um, but I think I like the ending the way it stood. I remember her looking into the camera being the scariest part of the movie. To me, mm-hmm. You know. Oh yeah. You know because you you it's really not her did anymore. sympathize with her right like and you liked her like. Like, I was laughing when you were talking about the powder, because I was, like her, I was like, motherfucker's gonna clean that shit up. Like, you know, like, the OCD Get the swiffer, like, bitch, because this ain't happening. So it's like, I think they do a really good job. I also think thematically, because I, I did, str- like, kind of grasp at straws here to find deeper meaning, I do think this movie kind of really called out our obsession with filming everything in our lives, and mm-hmm. kind of saw it as it was just starting. You know, because like, I got do it, and you, you'll see something right, you want to see. Be sorry, right? Mm-hmm. Like you're gonna regret it, and you're gonna bring negativity into your life by being so obsessed with your technology. Um, yeah, no, I liked. I really like this movie. I think it's effective. I think it's fun. I think it's scary, and I really, even though I secretly hate Mika a little bit, I really like them. Like I like the characters themselves. I do too. They're all so cute too. They are cute. Everyone, everyone in these movies is, is cute. Everyone, mm-hmm. I'm like, Agreed. I'm crushing on all these girls. Mm-hmm. Just oh, saying. I don't like Christy. I like Christy. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. She, she's like my least favorite. I like the well, daughter. She's so disheveled most of the movie because no one believes her mm. <laughs> at all. I, I like, like Allie. Yeah, I I like the way they, they kind of... St- I feel like they step up their game with each movie and they they find something to do in each movie that's just a little bit scarier. Agree. In, in each one. Like mm-hmm. the first one, it, it is what it is. In the second one, their jump scares are just a little bit more jarring. Mm-hmm. And in the third one, to me, the third I think the third one might be my favorite. The third oh, one wow. really okay. knocks it out of the park for me. Oh, but I'll get to that when okay. we get there. But we'll okay. There. So yeah, we'll, we can, do you want to ease into two? Yeah. Let's yeah. talk we'll, about, let's we'll talk about part, two. We'll so, part two. So the plot of the first one, we can wrap up in like three sentences. Uh, Chris, or Katie is uh, being haunted by a demon, and then the demon uh, ends up possessing her at the end of the movie and making her kill her boy- boyfriend. That's the movie. Yep. Pretty much. <laughs> um, so part two is a flashback to what? A week? A week um, before? No, I think it's a it's 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 a couple it's a couple weeks. I think six weeks before. I think they're that one the the one screen that comes up when we see Mika. Mm-hmm. It's like this was filmed like six weeks prior to his death. So, yeah, but they do a couple of jumps over the course of the movie yeah. too. So it's, um, it's yeah, a couple it's a couple weeks before the events of the first one. And it's about, it's about um, a month. It's yeah. about Katie's sister Christy mm-hmm. and her family who live close by because I don't know they they have a family. lot of expendable income and, family. <laughs> and and they want to be close to each other yeah. for for plot related reasons that you're not allowed to know until right. the third movie <laughs> um and uh yeah and apparently it didn't start with uh Katie it started with Christy mm-hmm. and and bad things were happening to Christy yeah and they were and so they have it's like a blended family and she has like a stepdaughter with a husband who I think the husband in this one is a solid guy until he makes the really fucked up decision to put it on Katie. I, I can't believe that he fires the the maid too. Oh, just for I burning have got some incense. Some shit to talk. He's like he couldn't just like yell at her and be like, "Don't do that anymore." Like he's like, "No, you're fired. Get out. I don't ever want to see you again." Christy it's made like, him do whoa. it. It's like whoa. The impression I got was that Christy made him do it. I gotta tell you, 
the fucking, you need to fucking deal with El fucking Diablo and all the fucking Santeria shit. You fucking leave the Latina woman in charge. I would bitch. trust her. She knew if there's what spooky she was things, fucking. If there's spooky things happening around me, my house right? and then my maid is like doing stuff like that, I'd be like, do it. Do you need any help? Can I can I get one of those and I'll do it over here? Yeah, if there's I'll one do the crosses over here. Superstitious Latino women have been doing for generations and generations and in a couple more years mm-hmm. I'll be one myself. It's been keeping evil bad shit. We know where the fucking evil is. <laughs> and we got our control over yeah, it. And if you white people want us to help you, Listen, you need to treat us right. <laughs> this gringo, trust me. It's just, I don't know. It's like, yeah, I've, seen, it, for fire, I've yeah. seen enough horror movies. I know the trope. Um, if that ever happens to me, I'm going to be like, well, listen, she knows what she's doing. That's true. <laughs> and I bet you your list of uh, Cuban Santaria uh, experts is very small. So you better Probably, be Probably, nice yeah. It's not like you're going to get another one real easily when you realize you're it's doing- way worse than you thought. <laughs> yeah, and then you'll be like, fuck, Marissa was right. And that's mm-hmm. going to be the worst part is having to call me and admit that you were, I was right. You Sorry, were wrong. Marissa. That's okay, because also Latino women, we thrive on that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we thrive on keeping demons at bay and being right. Yeah. <laughs> Ask my husband. He'd agree. Um, so, yeah, so fuck you, white people. And I literally, that is my note. <laughs> fuck literally, you, white fuck people. Fuck you, white people. You in danger, girl. Is my <laughs> <laughs> um, also, fun fact, you know what's really not fun watching Paranormal Activity 2? Also having a one-year-old with a baby monitor that you had to look at and be forever convinced that when you turned on your kid's baby monitor, because they're so fucking creepy, that you would see a fucking demon in the room or your kid, like, go flying across the room. It's already, I can't it's, tell it's, you how much fear I had, like, pressing the video monitor on for the kids. I mean, when my dad was sick and he was hallucinating and stuff, I imagine that's similar to, like, having a newborn baby oh, and just I being obsessed imagine. at looking at this camera all the time. Right, you do. Like, and, Matt would take it from me. And, jeez, yeah, I can't even imagine what it would be like to have a kid mm-hmm. and have this stuff happen in your house. He like, would it's already It's already so stressful. It is. It's so stressful. Like, he would have to confiscate the baby monitor for me because if I even heard them, like, sigh, I would, mm-hmm. like, neurotically stand up and turn the video part on and, like, like a, I used to make it so loud that you could just hear the static ambient noise. Oh, jeez. Like, it's too spooky. The, you want to know the really <laughs> fucked up part? There was, if you switched from A to B on the video monitor, we got another baby's crib <gasps> in the neighborhood. We, what? So, like, when I was born, Creeping I used on to people? be like, let's see what other baby's doing. And I would go, like, oh, the other kid? And, like, sometimes there'd be a baby there, sometimes it'd be empty, but, like, literally, I'd be like, let's see what other baby's doing. Baby like, number two. Meanwhile, there's probably fucking pedophiles watching my kids, and I was so amused by being able to see other babies in the it's neighborhood. fine. They're fine. But, like, yeah, dude, I gotta tell you, if there's one thing that was so effective for me, it was the jarring fear of watching a baby's crib and, like, the spooky shit that... Because, like, you're the worst thing in the world is turning on the crib, like, the monitor, and your kid's just beady, glowy staring eyes staring. at something. Mm-hmm. Or talking at mm-hmm. something. And it's all night like, vision, too. Like so, like, yeah. it looks spooky to begin with. But <laughs> then you turn it on, vision. and oh. they're just looking off into the middle distance, and you're like, what? God, I... I would never wish that on it. Like, I can't believe I did it twice. I would never want to do it again. Baby monitors are so scary. Turning it on, seeing your kid, like, staring at something or, like, staring at the camera. Like, it is the fucking (laughs) most terrifying. Their green, beady little eyes (laughs) is literally jarring. So, fuck you, Paranormal Activity 2, because just as I got over my fear, here you come to fuck me up the butt again. (laughs) Hey, remember? You know what I do like? I like the little demon-possessed train that goes, choo-choo. I know, I love it, though. I love it. I was like, why is this dumb train scary? Children's toys are so scary. Um, I liked that it put the teenager at the center of it. Like, for shockingly, because, like, usually I'm like, oh, these damn teens and their shenanigans. But, like, no, I thought she was a really likable kid. I think the, the, the compelling thing about this one is the choice they make to put it on Katie. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. it's like... Do you, can you look and and the, the little girl was I, the fact that he brings her in on that and like makes her part of that decision breaks my heart because I can't imagine a six year sixteen year old bearing the weight of that and I gotta be honest when Katie came and killed him I was like that's what you get that's what you get like I didn't have any sympathy for him mm-hmm. I had sympathy yeah. for Hunter and I'm glad Allie wasn't home because I would have been sad if she died but like that's what you get like that's what you get. <laughs> Like, I don't know. Would you guys do that? Like, would you no, put it on somebody else? No. Not even to save your know. child? Sorry. I mean, like, I'd, I'd, I'd well decision. put it on one of you. <laughs> <laughs> Just 
so you know where we stand. Oh. <laughs> yeah, sorry guys. I really would do anything to protect my kids. Yeah. <laughs> That's all right. I would find out. I might ask you it. first, though. Yeah. I'll reverse it. Right, I, I would miss Elliot that you? thing. <laughs> Put my thing back, reverse it. Yep. I think I would have. So my brother had his kids first. So I kind of really, like, uh, I, I felt for Katie because I think when I, before I had kids, my niece, my nephew was my world. And I, th- I don't know if, if Joe would have been like, Marissa, they're going to, they're going to take Charlie. Can you take this? I think I would. Like, I think they should have just told Katie and they could have figured it out together. It made me, like, it broke my heart to see them make that decision. It's like, that's fucked up to do to someone. Well, I mean, it was an extreme situation. The, the thing about a lot of these yeah, horror movies yeah. that we don't appreciate is like, like, what would I do in that position? But like, I mean, that's not something that you can really even start to appreciate just from well, watching a movie, you know? I'd do it in a heartbeat. I don't know. It'd be hard, man. Yeah, and, and obviously in the movie, like that's a, they they couldn't mull on that decision. Yeah, that was time sensitive. Like exactly, we need to do this. That demon was tough in night. Christy, right? Yeah, like we. Oh my god, that that is that's another that scene. That stuff. That stuff is so jarring when like the unseen force is just taking her, and you hear her screaming, yeah. and then as soon as she goes down the stairs, like, like that. It happened in the first one too. At the very end, when. Katie gets pulled downstairs, mm-hmm. and then you just hear this blood-curdling scream, and Mika goes running after her. Like, that is the... That's the scary stuff. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's jarring. It really is. Because really. actual, you can actually relate to that. Like, you know, like, something like that, like, uh, horrific as it sounds, might happen to you in, in your life. It's not impossible to, like, you know, imagine, like, hearing a scream from the other room of one of your loved ones... And, and right after, like, that's that's a relatable thing. Yeah, it's not like, I mean, maybe not the invisible monsters dragging them away, True. but, like... <clears throat> You're right that there's something really horrifying about and that. The, and horrifying yeah. about the choice that they had. Either let your wife and your kid die, or do this horrible thing to your, like, sister-in-law. You know what I mean? Like, it's a I fucked mean, up choice. I mean, it wasn't his sister, so it probably was a bit help. easier for it does him. does help, yeah. yeah. It's like, oh, I'm not ruining yeah. it. Yeah, and, poor, and like, putting that on that poor girl. And then, like, I found myself very curious. I like that Allie comes back later on. I have to admit, I haven't watched the ones where she's back. Like, four, five, six, seven, or whatever. Yeah, Is she um, back? She does. She comes back. I was reading about all the other ones, because I was really? toying with whether or not I wanted to dedicate my time to them. Well, and I, I love she's... the character of Allie so much that I'm actually debating it. I know that she survived, because they make a point to they, say that like, she was she staying at a friend's yeah. house or something mm-hmm. when all this they stuff ha- happened. They had to let her survive. I mean, that would have been the most disgustingly brutal, horrific ending if they killed the, her, too. The moment. original ending, Hunter was killed. Yeah. They killed the baby. Which in the makes original. sense. Which if you were ending the series, that's where that's it should have been. Yeah. yeah. Um Hunter's also a character in the later films as yes, well. Yes, I, I remember well, because in like the fourth one, man, I need to watch these little ones now, damn it. I don't want to. <laughs> Me too now. I don't I, want to. The fourth, the fourth I one I saw. I saw it once, mm-hmm. and there is a little there's, bit of a tie-in with the third but one. But not too much. It's like about well, a whole new family. Well, right? like, they yeah. know, like, Katie lives across the street or something. They know she's doing weird yeah, stuff. Yeah, she's the and mother. Then, like, yeah, Hunter is And then Hunter is, like, coming over and, like, visiting mm-hmm. their family. But, like, yeah. It's something weird, yeah. But th- that's the last one that I saw. I haven't watched any of the other ones. I think there's and five. And apparently there's a new one coming They're out. They're making another yeah. one, yeah. Next yeah. year that's or the year after, 2021. And you're going to hate it because apparently they bring, they let you see Toby. In, in all his That's demonic glory. Yeah. Well, listen, they're trying to kill it. They're like, this... Yeah, this they said it's the last one. Yeah. Um, I have a fuck you note for this one, too. Okay, bring okay, it on. Ready? Yeah. Dear random 16-year-old boyfriend. Do you want a massage? Stop being a fucking dirtbag. Do you want a massage? No, yeah, whatever about witches. Do you want a massage? Right, like, <laughs> like, no, it'll no, feel good. I don't want your fucking massage. And She's was like, there dude. with the Ouija board? Doesn't he be like, suck my penis? Or no, he right spelled out well, pussy. Yeah, he spelled out pussy. <laughs> and listen, then it tries listen, to listen. spell out hunter, and she's like, pussy hunt. <laughs> <laughs> It's it's funny though because that's absolutely what every sixteen year old boy would do. Absolutely, <laughs> every single one. Like, there's no there's no sixteen year old boy would be like, yeah, you're totally haunted by ghosts. I super support you and will believe everything you but say. But there's nothing no. less sexy to a woman than the word pussy. Like <laughs> if you're trying to get my pants, buddy, don't spell out pussy. <laughs> Like, I can't even say the word without having mild discomfort. Yeah. So, like, please don't. I was like, I can't with this kid. I can't. And then, like, uh, she, she, he's just a typical scummy 16-year-old. Yep. So he gets my fuck you. Although, I will say, in the in him being a traditional 
scummy 16-year-old. I will say that Allie has a bit of traditional 16-year-old in her as well because I love that scene when the fire is happening and the dad goes outside to throw the pan in the pool and he catches them in the hot tub. (laughs) And he's like, you were supposed to have been gone like an hour ago. He's like, yeah, bye now. See you later. (laughs) It's true, yeah. And she does have very... Like, I like the way her character is written because she's a very 16-year-old girl. She is. Yeah, they do all these characters really well. They They do. They don't seem like... But, I mean, at the same time, it kind of makes it super dull because it's just like you're watching someone's home movies... During the non-scary so parts, yeah, like it's just so like I say, it's just people just hanging mm-hmm. out and barbecuing and stuff. Like I don't care, I, I don't want to watch yeah, this. I loved that about <laughs> these, though. Yeah, no, I do. I like the characters. I like that the the reason in the beginning, like Christy was freaked out. She knew something was like wrong, and and you we she get a little like bit of it. Yeah, that like we get a little bit in the beginning where Christy and Katie are like, you know, there was this thing, and they don't yeah. really remember whatever. But Allie. And you don't find this out until later, and it's literally like a one-line thing. She's into it. She thinks it's cool, and it's not scary. And, like, I'm sitting here thinking, like, what are you talking about? Like, it's ghost or whatever. And then she has that brief moment when her, her and her dad are talking, and she's like, well, what if it's a sign? What if it's mom? So you learn that, like, the mom had passed away, and for her, it's not scary. Because this, be, this could be mom reaching out from the other side. But and then, you know, then shit kind of hits the fan and, and it's yeah. obviously not. But I did like that that progression of, like, I'm not scared. Like, if this is something from the other side, like, maybe it's good. Like, she's yeah. trying to find the good in it. Again, like, you know. Yeah. Like a 16-year-old like would, yeah. would. Like, you're trying like to you're find. Like, you're grasping at yeah. straws, yeah. And, Nate, I think your point is important about, like, you feel like you're watching home movies because it is really well done. Like, even the dad is so daddish. Like, mm-hmm. his jokes and yeah. his, like, and you like him for it. But, when, like, you when know. When he buys the camera and goes in his daughter's room while she's painting her toenails and turns <laughs> off the lights, <laughs> he's like, look, night vision. Yeah. She's like, I, I'm going to get toenail, toenail polish <laughs> everywhere. What are you doing? It is. Like, I think um, Oren Pelly, whatever his name is, is really good at creating very normal characters. And I like the mm-hmm. way he develops the relationship between Katie and Christy without it ever being overly sweet or overly dramatic. Like, you just see her hanging out, you know, like, yeah. which is what the sibling without kids does to the sibling with kids. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, you go and you hang out with them and their kids and you smooch them and you laugh and you, you know, like, I loved the very organic, very, like, home movie mm-hmm. feel of it. And I think in the third one, as much as, I, and it's, I'm curious to see why it's your favorite, because I thought it was, for me, my least favorite. Um... Like in the third one, it I feel like that is forced a little bit, and I, that's one of my big gripes. Yeah. I think I the second one is probably my favorite one. I think me too. Yeah, just cheers, because yeah. just because it pulls just enough from the first movie mm-hmm. without like completely relying on it. Agree. It it just pulls just enough info and just enough of the characters that you're like, okay, this is a paranormal activity movie, but it's like it very much stands on its own. The third one is like up its own butt with the lore and stuff especially once you get to the end uh, and yeah. I'm like I okay alright yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah no I agree and I think the scares are really effective in the second one I think it I dare I say with the exception of the ending of the first one which I think is the scariest part of the whole yeah. series mm-hmm. this one had the scares were a little scarier for me I don't know if it was the mom with the kid dynamic or what but I was when the pants. kitchen explodes <laughs> and all the things yeah. open, yeah. all the cabinets open, like, like I wasn't. Basement, per- I, you know. I remember the first time I watched that. In that scene, I was waiting for the uh, the pan rack to fall. Mm-hmm. Like that's because the one pan kept falling. Yep. So I was waiting for the whole rack to fall. And in that scene, like you're waiting, you're waiting, and I'm like, dude, I'm calling it. The pan rack's falling. The pan rack's coming down. And then every cabinet's like, <laughs> boom! Yeah. I'm like, and I've shit my pants. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because when we were like debating needing more room for pots and pans, Matt was like, we could get one of those things. That-. I'm like. Absolutely not. I know what happens to those. They fall in the middle of the night and scare you. Like, I like literally have taken yeah. some of the no. mythology we, from these. We have one of those, so yeah. I'm just patiently waiting oh, for, oh, for one. Do. Of and we do. Yeah. Yes, I'm going to crack happen. a beer. Here we go. Or actually, an Arnold Palmer. That's slice. an Arnie Palmer. Yeah. It's actually delicious because it's not as sweet as the twisted teas, y'all. It's, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. Just because you get to be classy and drink like whiskey in a glass doesn't. Don't judge me. No ice. No <laughs> ice. No ice. I know. Because Meat. I. I have a huge cojones. <laughs> Apparently, because that's like drinking like it's like poison. <laughs> Goulet. Poison? Well, it's so gross, bro. No. Ugh. 
No, it's, no, it's like straight gasoline. Yeah, me too. Like you might as well just <laughs> yeah. give me like a rubbing alcohol to drink. Because... This is like this is like medicine, honestly. Right, when you're a kid and it's like you have to take the cough syrup. This is what the unflavored cough syrup tasted like when I was a kid. So why drink it? Uh, it's because it's not. As you get older, your tastes develop, and things you thought were no, gross. No, I want sweet, sweet. I'm drinks. yeah. I was like, I missed the boat. I I really did. Like as somebody that like likes to eat dinosaur chicken nuggets and mac and cheese, like <laughs> I missed the boat on my taste buds like aging along yeah. with me. Mm-hmm. Like I can't do. I really can't do much in the way of alcohol. This is like to me not sweet. You know what it is? It's because I don't really like drinking alcohol in the first place, and I can have like. A small cup of yeah, I know, I know. You're saying that it's really, it's really potent. That is the most alcoholy alcohol. But it's just like it's just it's not that much, and I can sip it. Like I'll I'll drink a beer, but like like most alcohol, it's like well, you got to drink like fifty of these, bro, or you won't feel anything. Here comes our expert witness. Speaking of alcohol, whiskey. (laughs) Whiskey is delicious though, and it's it's way more it's way more complex than you give it credit for. Because because. It's because got that caramel, that malt, caramel. It's got sweetness, the, the oak flavor, the back the end. Minerals. The back end is what people don't appreciate because they That's do what shots. She said. No, because they do shots. We know you don't appreciate the back end. They do shots. <laughs> they do shots and chasers and try and fight through it instead of just no. trying to appreciate it. Yeah. It's not like like coffee. Drinking coffee black. Like some people well, it would make them throw up all over the place. So many people love black coffee. My mom. Like whiskey weird. rocks with a splash of soda. Perfect. No. I don't even need the. I don't even Give me my sweet Maltrocos. The water actually like accentuates the flavors. That's what I hear. It really brings out the oaky must. That's what and I the hear. The afterbirth. <laughs> but <laughs> it's from the office when he's like, mm, it's got an oaky afterbirth. <laughs> And Jim's like, I don't think that's what you mean to say there. Thank you very much, everybody, for this special break called Jersey Cools Does Whiskey. They're making fun of me. This is drinking no, whiskey. I, I, I'm making fun. I, you I, are. Well, you're yeah, you're I, Capri Sun. Listen, I don't. I don't. We should have a segment called Jersey Ghouls Learn Some Real Shit. Yeah. I'll come for five minutes and talk about actual stuff. I need some almonds. What I need for my whiskey. <laughs> Whiskey and almonds, really? delicious, delicious combo. Those are cashews, I think. No, there's almonds in there. Oh, okay. there are almonds We will in probably here. have to cut out some of that, but it was delightful. <laughs> what? No, it's, it's fantastic. It's good, yeah. I had to, it was a good, it was a good chat. It's and just, also, it's, special thank you to, for Matt for coming out, for like coming out of his hole like the groundhog <laughs> once a year. <laughs> Paranormal episode of three. It's even further back in the past now. Oh man! I so at the end, of, let's let's recap what happened. So at the end of <laughs> Paranormal Activity Two, Hunter Christie is possessed by the demon. She killed Mika, and now she came over to their house. No, he no. said no before that. Before that, Christie is possessed. Right. The family makes the decision because it has to be passed on. It can only be passed on to a blood relative. Mm-hmm. Right. So that's Katie. So they pass it on to Katie. A couple, like the week or something goes by, they think Why everything's normal. Why did they pass normal. it back to the mom? Mom's dead. Yeah. Oh. Grandma was alive in oh, the 80s. Oh, That's right. Okay. She's yeah. probably yeah. going now, too. Yeah. So they, they put it on Katie. They think that, you know, maybe everything's fine. Maybe it's just gone now because nothing has happened. And Katie comes over and starts murdering people. Fucking brutal, like, necks. Just snapping right? necks and everything. And that's how the second one ends. She takes their baby and she disappears, not to be seen for another two movies. So, well, they, they oh, have yeah. a little cameo at the beginning of Paranormal. Blah, paranormal. That's such a dumb word. It's not, a, it's not a real word, guys. You just made it up. Paranormal <laughs> Activity 3 starts off with <clears throat> the beginning of Paranormal Activity 2. When they're talking about their... At the beginning of the second one, their house gets broken into. And you, it, it's not really understood as to what happened. Because they're just looking around like, no one took anything. No one took anything. Oh, they just took mom's, like, necklace or something. What was it? Like, her bracelet or something yeah, like, like that? Yeah, like, the random bracelet. Some, yeah. personal, some, like, personal, some personal effect thing. that belongs to the mom, Christy. And that's, like, all they talk about. Well, and the third one, they're like, oh, well, they also took all these videotapes from when we were kids that we just got, like, a week ago. And there's, like, a little cameo from Katie and everything. And then it's like, well, I guess the tapes are gone. And then it gets all staticky and crinkly, like an old VHS tape. And it's like, 1980-whatever. And it tells the story of Katie and Chrissy as little girls and having demon invisible friends. I think one of the things that I suffered, like I, I was frustrated with with this film, 
was being like sort of wishing that Katie and Christy got more of the narrative and less <clears throat> like less of this like dude who married what's his name Dennis dead and less of Dennis only because like I, I wanted more of them like because they were the driving plot line of the first two mm-hmm. so like I was like oh I wish I could be like it be more told from their perspective but I guess that would be incredibly hard to do right yeah, I mean, they're just little girls. They don't have any really... I mean, like, they use them as much as they can. It's like, oh, I'm just, I go to school, I come home, I play with my invisible friend. Sometimes spooky things happen. Yeah. And you see all the spooky things. Like, that's pretty much it. Like, they're not really... They're too young to really have any, like, real agency in the story or anything, yeah. you know? Yeah, which, I mean, I don't know that I... I don't know that I, I subscribe to that. I think kids can have agency. But I think in the 80s, we didn't. Listen, <laughs> this was before Harry Potter. True, very true. <laughs> um, also, if we're if I'm staying with my theme of writing fuck you letters, definitely grandma on this one. Fuck you, grandma. <laughs> Why you gotta sell your firstborn fucking, like... I think it was her mother. That's what I mean. Like, I guess that would be great grandma. Great grandma. Great grandma, fuck you. But mom's in a fucking... Uh, mom's she don't in care. a rich coven. Yeah, she don't care. Yeah. No, she she's a care. shit too. Fuck her yeah. too. No, she's all about it. She's like, awesome. I got money out of this. I'm going to keep this gravy train rolling. Yeah, they're all make so sure that I yeah. Make sure that I have a couple babies so we can get this money and not get screwed over by a demon at some point. Because yeah. if she, you know, she got to like the end of her life. True. And she she didn't have it. any babies. That's the way to, that that's demon the way to win the man. game. That, but that's the way you win the game of demonology. You make the deal with the demon and then you just don't have any kids. I'm pretty sure it would just murder you. <laughs> it seems to have the like ability to murder people. Like once I became like, once I hit menopause, it would just be like, fuck you, bitch. I'd be like, oh, you didn't have a baby, you dick. You mm. said you were going to have a baby for me. I wanted to eat a baby. Okay, but I'm, I'm postmenopausal. What do I have at that point going on? <laughs> You're like, add nothing else, yeah. nothing else in my I've life. I've lived my best life. Also, a couple. One other thing that I, I thought was tonally off for the series was all of like the the attempts at humor, like the Back to the Future references. Although I agree with them, this, the title doesn't make sense. The prank, like bringing in, like I felt like it was like trying to like cash it on to use nostalgia a little bit, which maybe I'm just like jaded from current times, but. You know, like, I don't know. I felt like that didn't really fit with the entire series. Yeah, no, it wasn't necessary. Yeah. We didn't sit around at home and talk about Back to the Future and Indiana Jones all the time when we were no, kids. No, we do that now. Yeah. Yeah, we do that now. We didn't do that. When we were kids, we weren't like, oh, can't wait for the new Indiana Jones movie. I didn't even find out about Indiana Jones until I was like 14 and all of those movies were out. Really? Yep. Yep. Oh, I definitely watched them. Yeah, no, I'm going to go ahead and disagree with both of you on that hardcore. Really? Yeah, absolutely. Like, we ate up. All of like Ghostbusters, Indiana Jones, like yeah. all of those those kind of movies. Yeah, like no, that's that's I don't know. I, yeah, I feel like I we I feel like we had that Back to the Future, Back to the Past, oh, Back I, to the Present conversation. Conversation. I agree with yeah. you. I just think it wasn't it didn't fit this film series. I don't know. I felt like I didn't talk about like movies and stuff outside of watching them. Really? And honest, yeah. I mean, I didn't really get into movies until like Pulp Fiction came out. Wow. Yeah, I'm not even joking. Like, I watched a bunch of movies. I liked movies when I was a kid just for reasons I didn't understand. Like, I like Watership Down and The Hobbit, the, the like, Lord of the Rings with the, the Ralph Bakshi, like, animation, mm-hmm. the rotoscoping stuff. Like, I like that stuff, but, like, I didn't talk about it really with anyone else except for our friends. You guys blow my mind with these revelations. Like, I still am reeling from your I never cried until I read Big Fish, and now you're telling me you never actively discussed a film until Pulp Fiction. It fucking blows my mind, we, you guys. We watched them, but, we, like, we didn't talk about them. You know what we did? We would we would go out and pretend we were characters in the movies sometimes and play, like, make-believe. But yeah, it was like, we had video us. games at that point, and the video games, like, were easier to connect with because you had to control them on mm-hmm. the video game system. So we would play, like, sure. fi- like me and the neighborhood kids would play, like, Final Fantasy outside. And they'd be like, I'll be Edge, and you be Cecil, and you can be Rosa, and, like, we would do that. But, yeah, we didn't really, we didn't really obsess over movies. We watched, so, you know that thing Paul Rudd does every time he goes on Conan? He shows that scene yeah, from Mac and Andy. Me? Yeah. We did that when we were kids. We watched that scene from Mac and Me over and over again. So, when he does that, it, like, it, it makes me happy on some, like, crazy nostalgic level inside every time he does it because that's my clip from when I was a kid. We were <laughs> such little shits. We would just watch the kid fall off the cliff over and over again. <laughs> Anyways, paranormal activity is what we're talking about. 
Um, so Jackie, tell me why this one is like your jam. So this one is my jam. Um, because I, I am a nostalgia junkie. And you are. I, I am. And, and, you know, born in 81, grew up through the 80s. Um, so, like, some of the things you're talking about, how, like, they're trying to make it, like, so this is 80s. Now, keep in mind that this movie is released in 2011. Now, in 2019, the whole 80s nostalgia theme is becoming as exhausted as zombie wa- zombies were, like, in, this, in 2011. Mm-hmm. But... Again, the whole 80s nostalgia thing wasn't very prominent in 2011 as it is now. I can forgive that aspect. Um, The other reason that I love this one is the way they show the ghosts. I love that image in the beginning when the earthquake happens and like the plaster falls from the ceiling and you get the outline of a person. Uh, the scene in the kitchen with the babysitter with the sheet where the sheet goes Dude, away. scared the shit out of me. And in that scene right before that is one of the scariest things for me in a horror movie. Is when you see a scene that's just like completely normal, but somewhere in the corner, something is out of place. And in that scene before the sheet is behind the babysitter... And like one of the, you know, the oscillating fan goes back and forth. At one point, the fan oscillates to the door. And just next to the door, completely still, you see a figure in the sheet. And it's just standing by the door. It's oh, not shit, moving I don't at think all. I saw that. Yeah, it's not moving at all. It's just standing there. And then when you pan back, it's gone. Um, so it's, it's, that's the kind of stuff I remember. What? There was a miniseries. Oh, I can't remember. Rose Red? I yeah. think it was a Stephen King mm-hmm. miniseries that came out. Yeah. We were in college because I remember we watched it yeah. in 10 4. Mm-hmm. And that is a movie that I remember that had elements like that. That like we would be watching it, but like in the corner of the screen, like on the staircase, yeah. like some fucked up demon thing was mm-hmm. happening up there. I don't remember the movie at all, so I'm, I'm just pulling an example. But like that's the kind of stuff that gets me mm. when like just something is out of place noticeably out of place that it's just like shouldn't be there and 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 so like i said that 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 this movie i feel like does the best job with its ghost reveal its ghost presence it takes the kitchen scene the kitchen jump scare scene Mm -hmm. from part two and it turns up to 11 in this one and i absolutely love it like i know that you said you know you wanted the story to focus more with or have the narrative be more Katie and Christy, but I kind of agree that like they, I feel like they chose the best possible way. Like for like what at what reason would in 1988 that you would be filming something all the time? Mm-hmm. Well, when you're a videographer, you're always gonna have cameras. You're gonna yeah, have that true. equipment. So I do feel like they, they did it was it was it that. was a yeah. good job justifying it. <clears throat> Although to a point, to a yeah. point. Although Chad was like, wow, that's really good quality film for 1980. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, all right, we're going to suspend our disbelief a little bit. Um, they adjusted the tracking at the beginning. They so, did adjust so. the tracking at the beginning. I will say <laughs> the way his body bends in his death is so jarring. Yeah. Like, I will say, as I kind of, the very first time I watched it, really dug the whole, like, the coven is there thing mm-hmm. i was i was freaked out by that i also liked the gradual like escalation of that scene into just like that's the five seconds of mayhem which is what this series does well i also think that like I, my eternal question that i wrangle with because my when my kids wear their nightgowns i'm like you're creepy why are little girls in nightgowns so fucking creepy like, <laughs> like these girls when they wear their nightgowns, I'm like, you like Exorcist uh, Reagan, here I come. And like, I literally like, even like with my own children, I always encourage them to wear like footsie pajamas or like two pieces or something because fucking nightgowns, those kids are gonna get possessed by something. That's what I've learned in life. <laughs> Maybe that's why. Maybe you just watch too many horror movies. <laughs> But, like, something about whatever. And I do, I have to admit, I did like the Bloody Mary play on all that. Also, fuck the assistant kid. He just fucking quits. You know what's fucking around with Bloody Mary? What you think was going to yeah. happen? I, I have my note. I do not believe in ghosts, but I will not play Bloody Mary. Let's I go do it right now. I won't do no, it. Stop it. Well, How dare you? Don't, don't you bring Bloody Mary That is, that is, that is too, many, too many sleepovers. 
Too much trauma. Don't you dare. Who could do it? Don't you dare. Not in my house, you won't. I swear to God, if you do that in my house, because then you're going to have to stay over. <laughs> yeah, I don't, like, I'm going to do it when I go to the bathroom. You're not going to even know. Another, I'm going to whisper another it. Another reason I love this movie, and it's during that scene that it, it kind of dawned on me. There is so much scary shit that happens in this movie in the middle of the fucking day. True like, story. It is right True outside. Story. It's a beautiful I day. I that was interesting, yeah. And that scene, when he opens the door to peek out to see if it's safe, and that little alcove, the lights go out, the chairs start moving, and that's when I was like, the window's right there. I'm like, it's the middle of the day. Yeah. I was like, fuck this house. Mm-hmm. Can't do it. Like, that, like, that's why, to me, this movie, it's so hard to rank them, because I really do love the first one, because it, like, brought us into this world. Mm-hmm. The second one does so well. I love love the lore in the first three movies but there's something about this third one and maybe because it's 1988 and and it's the way that they've ramped it up and again i said it in the beginning of the episode at this point we know what these movies are so like i'm scanning the screen like i'm waiting to see something Mm -hmm. move and while chad doesn't like that i think i do like i you know and if i don't need to take notes if I'm just watching it, sometimes you can like, well, you're going to discover something you didn't notice before. Like you said, you didn't notice mm-hmm. the, the, you know, the entity in the sheet before it went up to the babysitter. Like, I'm sure there's a ton of stuff that I've missed. So to me, I can go back and try to see something, something new. Mm-hmm. And shout out to Teddy Rumpskin, who is yes. extra Rump creepy. Skin. Rumpskin. Rump. Rump. Ruck. Ruck. Spin. Rump. Spin. Skin. Rumskin. Rumskin. Teddy Rumskin. Yes. That's what I called him as a child. That's what I call him today. That's what he is. All right? Rumsfellow. Rums- <laughs> Theodore Rumskin. Rumskin. Theodore Rumskin is in this film, and he's super creepy. So, oh, Chad and I are making, like, really inappropriate jokes. About Teddy Rumskin? Yeah. Because he's sitting there, because there's that one scene where it's just, like, kind of like a yeah, close-up of his face, and, like, he's sitting there looking, and, like, I turned to Chad. <laughs> I was just like... That bear dick ain't gonna suck itself. <laughs> <laughs> and, and the fact that I call him Rumskin makes that even better. Yeah. yeah. We, we were making some inappropriate, uh, you know, bear dick jokes. But aside wow, from that. Oh, yeah. You know, he was so creepy. Yeah. I get it. He was like a creepy old man. So that's fair. Yeah. He was such a creepy doll. Um, I And I liked I liked the play, like the use of like the kids room again. Like, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. Like these films grew up with my kids and fucked with me at all the right ages. So <laughs> it, it was perfect. Um, it plays on the fact that they, you know, and this is not the lore in the movie. I think this is kind of just common ghost lore that children are more... Um, What's the right way? Not susceptible, but children They have are a more... higher capacity to believe in things like yeah. that. So they're mm-hmm. more likely to see things like that. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, I couldn't wrap my brain. So it's like, I like that they did that in this movie. I like, you know, it's so effective. The scene when Christy is walking on the banister and then just jumps off. Like she just Oh, that jumps scene off. got me. And then she just comes walking up the You're stairs. Right. And, and then I, the keys. Oh. Yeah, I know. I love, and I love the way that... And it's, it's not both kids. It's specifically Christy mm-hmm. because it goes mm-hmm. after Katie. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's when we learn, they call it Toby. I mm-hmm. guess he says his name is yeah. Toby when he's talking to Christy. And when... Ooh, maybe that's why she had the baby in the first place. Maybe... He like somehow... I, th- I had that thought too. Yeah. I was like, I wonder if he somehow... I mean, it's not unheard of to have a baby, but yeah, like I wonder if she in her subconscious knew she had to have a, a son. Well, and here's the thing too... Again, I haven't seen any of the rest of the movies. Uh, I don't really, I honestly don't really remember four because I saw it when it first came out. Mm. I haven't seen any of the other ones, but it's safe to assume that whatever ritual or plan that grandma wanted to do, she no, got no, done. No, no. Oh, yeah. no, she got it done. Because the parents die at the end, and at the end of the movie, both little girls are walking upstairs with grandma. So, like, if Christy became the bride yeah, of Toby. Yeah, but remember when the the mom was like, well, don't you think you should have another kid? Are you going to have another kid? Like, they, she wanted it to be done there. Like, I got the impression that mom very much wanted to have that male sacrifice to give. And when they didn't have that, she knew she had to invest in Christy and Katie. Because mm-hmm. she killed her daughter. Right. 
No, I know, but that's but what I'm saying. That like whatever she killed plan, the daughter because your daughter didn't deliver right. the goods. So whatever, like that whole scene in the beginning when she's like, "Oh, I'm gonna marry Toby," mm-hmm. and they talked about earlier in that book oh, about book. like you know having like as soon as the girl is yeah, like almost like, of wed age, them almost, wed yeah. them. Mm-hmm. So it's like it's safe to assume that Grandma's plan worked. Like whatever right, it may have witchy taken another demonic generation. thing they yeah. did. Oh, totally. That's she, married Toby. In charge, yeah, right. she married yeah. Toby. Yeah, she married Toby. Oh, the scene when he walks into the garage and turned the lights on, and then, like, the women just started to walk That was terrifying. Like, that yeah. was scary. And, like, like, all the naked people. Wait, was that? No, the naked. Movie. Different no, movie. No, different these movie. are all, like, PG-13. Yeah. Oh, right, right, right. <laughs> right. Which You're thinking of Hereditary. Right. Yeah. I was like, naked coven. Yeah, no. Hereditary um, is different, naked Different people. coven. They have um, Midsummer at Walmart, and I'm probably going to buy it on my way home. Should I, I get really it? enjoyed it. Yeah. I, I if I liked Hereditary a whole lot, do you think I'll like it? I didn't. Yes. Are they similar? I don't know if it's worth a buy. I would rent. Like, yeah. they're similar, though, for sure. I don't want to spend a movie, uh, spend money on something twice, though. That's my problem. Right. I'm so no, cheap. I hear, yeah, I'm like, well, if that. I like it, then I'll just, I, I, I wish I'd bought it in the first <laughs> place, you know? Like, Hereditary, it's a one and done for me. No, I want to watch Hereditary again. I watched it one more time because Matt had never seen it, and I was like, nope, I'm done. Yeah, um, I watch it a bunch of times. I, so, I did a little research. All right, research. let's start Paranormal Activity. Yeah. Sorry. Um, no, one thing, one theme I came up with that, like, haunted me and I don't know where this came from I don't I wish I remember where in my notes because this is not my like my sentence so I want to give credit to wherever it is but demons as a reminder of God's apathy to humans I found so profound of a statement because it's basically like demons are so much scarier than ghosts because ghosts we presume to have human needs that are unfulfilled. Mm-hmm. Demons are the, just there to fuck with us. Mm-hmm. Demons are they're just there to get evil and control evil and make mayhem and like I, I don't know. Like, well, it isn't that me. isn't that kind of the point? Like, isn't that the differentiation between, between the, two. the two? That ghosts, Absolutely. ghosts yeah. were once and human. In, in a couple of these movies, they reference that they're like yeah. ghosts were humans, demons are just demons, and like yeah. I think that's something that is fascinating to me is that like one of the struggles I have with with theology and like this notion of a god is like. Why would God let demons fuck with us? You know what I mean? Like, and, and I think it's so interesting to say that demons as a symbol of God's apathy or a symbol of God's lack of power is even a more terrifying, like, is a more terrifying thought on that. And I like that this film plays on, this is a demon, you're dealing with a whole different set of rules here. Like, I love when, the, like, in the first one, he's like, you can't run from this. Like, this isn't a ghost, you can't just leave. And so there's this very claustrophobic feeling to me about this because... Something about it being tethered to your family and mm-hmm. tethered to your lineage terrifies me because, like, my lineage, my kids are so fucking important to me, and like, my lineage is my fucking legacy, and like, everything I do revolves around my lineage. So the, the idea that the demon is direct and is like the coven and everything else is tethered to my legacy to me is like a really effective idea of horror. I was thinking about what you're saying about demons representing god's apathy i don't know because he let even let the demons mess with jesus when jesus was here so maybe it's just something where he's like well you know what i'm just that's they can they can be in that world and then i'll have this world because he pretty much like once once he finished creating the earth he was pretty much done hands off He's he was a pretty much done. He, re- <laughs> he, he hit the reset. He unplugged it and plugged it back in again <laughs> once, but that's it. That's all he did after after that yeah. after making it. But so. to me, that's an apathy. To me, we're fucking up, and he's not. He's not helping. Well, I mean, if you believe in all that stuff in the first place, maybe right. it's just this. Is, this life is so inconsequential. He's like, yeah, let the demons do their mm-hmm. thing because. In the end, like, I'm going to have their souls anyway, so... Yeah, I wish I could buy that. You know, sometimes I feel like there must be so much solace in that. Yeah, I don't... I don't... Because I, I don't either, yeah. No, I don't I believe in like the demon existence. part either, so it doesn't really That's bother true. me. I, yeah. like, well, I, I believe in half of it, but not the other half. Like, that would be very upsetting. I don't know. I feel like, like, like I always go back to, like, at the end of the day, I can't possibly know for sure one way or the other, so I can't dismiss it. You know what I mean? Like, and I, you know me, I'm terrified of ghosts and demons, so, yeah. Um, yeah, no, but I think this is a, a good trilogy. I know it's not technically a trilogy, but I, I like these three movies, and yeah. I think they're all effective for what they are. I think. And PG-13, shout yeah, out to that. I think that, at the very least, they are bringing a haunted house to your house. So, like, instead of, like, going, you know, during a very specific time of the year to go see, like, a walkthrough of, like, a haunted house, you can just put on a movie. And I think that's why these movies continue to get made, because 
they're very they're very specific. They're very mechanical in the way they play out. And even though they do have a, a, a good amount of flavor to the lore and everything, at the end of the day, it's like a Pixies song, quiet, loud, quiet. You know, like. <laughs> but so, you, but there's some there's solace to be found in the consistency, like yes. a Pixies song. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. All right, you want to wrap us up, Kip? Yeah. So uh, we hope you guys have enjoyed our little dive into paranormal activity one two and three don't forget to check us out on the internet come say hi like love comment subscribe do the thing talk to us we'll talk to you and we will see you guys next time and if you got nothing better to do and you're thinking about having some fun on the old new year's eve come join me at uh pop rock and new year's evil uh over in gettysburg we're going to be celebrating with some really cool celebrity guests some special treats and all kinds of fun stuff. So if you are interested, go to poprockandhorror.com and get your very affordable, very family-friendly tickets for our New Year's Evil event. It's going to be dope as hell. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Oh, fuck you. Don't laugh at me for saying dope as hell. When the crypt doors creak and the tombstones quake, spooks come out for his wing and wake. Happy haunts materialize and begin to vocalize. Grim, gritty ghosts come out to socialize. Now don't close your eyes. You're listening to the Geekscape Network.